Art is open to interpretation, but here's something that's totally clear. You can save on your bus trip to the First Street Transit Gallery to see works from CSULB students. Get your Go Beach Pass from Long Beach Transit for as little as $40 a month for unlimited bus rides. Then go check out pieces from your fellow students on display in downtown Long Beach. Great value and great art. It's as easy to understand as that. For more information on the Go Beach Pass from Long Beach Transit, visit ridelbt.com forward slash students. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Beach Weekly, a podcast created and produced by Long Beach State student-run newspaper, The Daily 49er. My name is Cindy Aguilera, and I'll be your host for today. Joining me is co-host Aziza Gomez. How are you, Aziza? I'm doing good, Cindy. It's good to talk to you again. It feels like know, forever. It's always great. To how, hear was, from how was your Thanksgiving? Were you rowdy? Did you, you know, did you I, it was a very chill Thanksgiving. I went to New Jersey, and so it was <laughs> kind of cold. You can't really do a whole lot. So we were indoors a lot. But, you know, we had some really good conversations. My family is very open-minded. And, yeah, I was, you know, throwing it out there, um, yeah, just throwing out the names of the tribes in New <laughs> Jersey and, and you know, letting people know, like, don't forget about the native, natives Period. out here. Um, but I, was, I kept it at a, at a minimum, not too crazy. That's good. That's yeah. good. A nice, yeah. relaxed, relaxed, nice, relaxed civil, vacation. Civil activism on the low. Yeah. Love it. A very chill, a chill form of activism. <laughs> a dinner-friendly form. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, and joining us as well is Ashley Ramos, editor-in-chief, the HB editor-in-chief. I was going to say HBIC, but that's not it. At Daily 49er News. Ashley, how are you? Thank you for joining us. <laughs> I am good. I'm sleepy per usual, <laughs> but I'm good. <laughs> That's right. Sleepy Girl Chronicles. I We're part of the Sleepy Girl Club, the Sad Girl Club, the, the Stress Girl Club. <laughs> All the S's. <laughs> we're active out here. We're, we're out here. Okay. Um, so today we're going to discuss our most impactful, memorable, and influential stories of the year that Daily 49er reported on. 2021 was wild. I think like we expected something completely different, but I think 2021 really like threw us for a spin. I think it was weirder than 2020, in my opinion. Um, so we have some great stories that we're going to look back on and reminisce. But before we do that, Aziza, why don't you jump us on the news stories you have for us? All right. My first piece of news comes from reporters Kayla Ronquillo and Eric Pun, who wrote a profile article piece about CCLB health educator Allison Borwell. Allison Borwell recalls a time in college when a graduate student came into her class to share her thesis on comprehensive sex education. A light bulb went off, she said. I was like, wow, I really want to be a part of this. She believes that if people were more open to having conversations about sex, alcohol, and drugs, it would lead to a happier and healthier lifestyle. Risk education allows people to be heard and understood without judgment to get help before bigger health problems emerge. If we bring it back to just sex ed specifically, I want to help promote a world or culture or society that is open to encouraging people to be who they are, but in a safe and healthy way, Borwell said. At first, Borwell's educational journey wasn't clear because she didn't know what field to get into, but she knew she wanted to be of service to others. 
After two years at AmeriCorps, Morwell dropped her psychology major and moved back to San Diego to finish her prereqs at SDCC. She then transferred to CSLB in 2013 with a double major in both community health education and school education. During Borwell's time at CSLB, Student Health Services hired her as a student assistant to work as a peer health educator with the main focus on sexual health. Some of Borwell's student assistant tasks consisted of doing pre presentations for several student groups, campus outreach, and promoting healthy behaviors to college students. I, I developed programs to promote safer sex and prevent unintentional pregnancies or STI, she said. I'll do alcohol, tobacco, and other drug programming, but also classroom or organization presentations by request. Another aspect of Borwell's job is training peer health educators with the help of master level graduate students to learn more about health education. Students tend to respond more to education when it comes from their peers, she said. Because students are part of the target population for health education, they help keep us informed over the current trends so we can connect better. During Borwell's time as an SHS health educator, her position has heavily altered towards remote work due to COVID-19. This transition has led her to think outside of the box when reaching out to her students through live streams or social media. One of Borwell's major transition was dedicating most of her time and efforts towards COVID-19 cases by contact tracing CSULB students and faculty members. Now that's a job. And thank you to her for all her work with um, our campus. And everybody stay safe, be smart so that she can get back to teaching yes. us about STIs. Oh my gosh. Please. Shout out we to all her. the people on campus <laughs> working to educate the population, educate the community. Like it's not easy to <laughs> educate people, y'all. It's hard, especially mm. in, in medicine and science and stuff. And I, I agree. I think that there is not enough conversation going around about STIs considering yeah. how popular STIs are, mm -hmm. you know, and not in a good way. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy how the curriculum is shaped by the leaders of our country. Like back back when like I was in high school, I watched like a, a video that explained how like um, the curriculum was changed into more of a conservative way of teaching sex ed. So mm -hmm. it was more like, oh, you know, don't have sex because you will be ruined as a woman. Ew, you want to hear a really disgusting like metaphor? So basically <laughs> this one lady was like, think of yourself as a lollipop. Now imagine if you let someone like suck you as a lollipop, like no one else is going to want you. And I was like, what a disgusting what? metaphor. Why would you describe Ew. people as lollipop? That's weird. That's, people <laughs> should not be teaching. Weird. Yeah, no. Ugh. Like that's a serious topic and you're just going to like dumb it down to that. Like, no, like, we're <laughs> like really just say what you're doing when you exactly. have that. You know, and what you, you had the opportunity. You had one job. One job. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, definitely stay safe out here. And um, I think that that's, that's a great story. And of course, here we go again with like the alumni just coming back, yes. repping Long Beach, loving Long Beach so much that they want to come back and work and contribute their knowledge that they learned here and do good at Long Beach. That's awesome. Right, Aziza. Uh, Aziza, so is that it for for your portion of the news? Do you have anything else for us? Ah, I have one more story. Oh, yeah. My let's second hear, let's story is, comes from an opinion piece by Johan A, where he writes, it is time for new safety regulation 
regulations at music festivals. The tragedy that occurred at the Astroworld Festival on November 5th left at least 10 people dead and hundreds more injured. This should not be happening. It's time for concert goers to demand new regulations and refuse to attend any concerts until they've been applied. The purpose of live performances is for people to attend and have a fun time with friends and like-minded people. But this tragedy has caused them to worry about their safety and if, the, and if they will even make it back home. The NRG Stadium has a capacity of 72,220 people, but many say it felt more than that. They could have had over 200,000 people in this venue. This venue was limited to 50,000, said Houston Fire Chief Samuel Peña to New York Times. A large number of fans caused the concert to turn deadly when crowds surged towards the stage during the rapper's headlining set. Mosh pits are common during Scott's concerts and were also present during his performance that night. Mosh pit behavior deserves attention, especially when more than 50,000 people are in the arena. Some blame the music culture for reckless behavior, and there is some truth to that, but authorities in charge of the crowds also hold a huge responsibilities. responsibility. Videos surfaced around the internet showing concert goers attempting to stop the concert by screaming for help. Another video shows two attendees climbing a ladder, trying to get a cameraman's attention to warn him about the chaos that occurred. As fans, if we see a person passed out or asking for help, it is our responsibility to care for them and alert medical staff. But for this to work, venues must have well-prepared medics and security to care for the patient and to control the environment. It is crucial for public officials, concert organizers, law enforcement, and others responsible to incorporate stricter event licensing and mandatory crowd safety courses to avoid tragedies like these from happening again. I 100% agree. I think this could have definitely been avoided. I think Travis Scott wanted it to be chaotic and like, um, I think he wanted it to be chaotic because he knew that his crowd was gonna be all like amped up like that. Like he was like literally saying like, yeah, like push to the front or like come on, come in here. And like a bunch of people went into like, I think it was like VIP or something. And moshing is like super big. It's like, if, if the music's hype, someone's gonna mosh. The common courtesy, if someone falls, pick them up. Like I have a lot of friends who mosh and you'd think like, oh, people who mosh are just trying to get their aggression out, whatever. But no, like these, these are actual people who just want to like rave it up and are, <laughs> are trying, to do, trying to do so peacefully. And as people who hold events, we have to create a safe space with regulations. I agree. I've been to like, I think several, I would say concerts in my life. I've been to backyard shows in LA. That was a thing <laughs> back in the early 2000s to go to backyard shows. And never then did it even get that rowdy. And, you know, it, there's like, I think at the level of a Travis Scott concert, there should be more security. Like it's so weird and so puzzling. And like, it's so bizarre that there was not enough security A for such a high profile concert that there was like not enough access there was only one exit like the whole thing from the beginning was very poorly managed and as a result like I mean what a tragedy you know you send like kids out to have fun and then like you know some like the article said they're afraid now they may not come home you know next time they go out to a concert mm -hmm. like that's terrifying you go out to have fun yeah
I agree. I feel like I've been to a lot of festivals and concerts and stuff, and I too love Samaj <laughs> and stuff. And it is it's like if you see someone fall, like you have to like get someone. But I think it goes more than just like the audience. Like we're saying, like it really is security. Like so many times, there's not enough security, and not only like okay, you could have all the security in the world, but like train them let them know what happens like when you see someone or someone comes up to you and they're like hey someone's passed out over there like there should be protocols there should be steps and then oh my gosh I get so angry (laughs) about like how many like the lack of hydration stations like Mm. water places at music festivals or like oh you have to pay $16 for a water like no like we literally need water or I'm gonna pass out like you know I'm doing drugs you know I'm drinking (laughs) like you know I'm going crazy and I probably haven't eaten give me water yeah no and that's a real thing I think that like when you are planning an event and you are expecting sort of like a young crowd it's expected that they're gonna be under the influence of something so you should at least provide the appropriate medical and like like you said water that's such a basic need that people at concerts really need especially when they're like under the influence of of medication that yeah. Travis Scott really promotes Literally. a lot in his music yeah you know what I mean on, like Travis. he 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 you know promotes a lot of this stuff and so it's like you are expecting that people are going to be under the influence like you said I agree you know and provide water I know someone mm-hmm. I don't even want to like put a dark cloud over this but I know mm-hmm. someone who passed away at, at a festival years ago and for the same reason they were super dehydrated because they went to some event where the people there were not providing enough water or you know it was, I mean it was just a, a whole mess so this this does happen when you go out guys like this does happen tragedies unfortunately happen at concerts but I believe like you know just look out for each other yeah like practice that etiquette at shows just because we're out here doesn't mean you have to be like mean to other people like you can absolutely help each other out even in the mosh pit mosh pit is actually like a very bonding experience if you survive a mosh pit together you can survive anything (laughs) 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 okay um with that being said about protecting and taking care of each other i'm gonna go ahead and share our campus news article this week Reporter Bella Arnold reports that the CDC announced on November 19 that all adults now can receive a booster shot. So if you are vaccinated, and I believe it's within six months of being vaccinated, you can receive your booster shot, which is now available for all Long Beach students and staff. Check your emails. You should have already received like a link, if I'm not mistaken. Um, If you want to set up an appointment for that at Long Beach, you can visit myturn.ca. And I say this and I urge this because we have the holidays coming up. You're going to want to see your homies and your family and drink the eggnog and the coquito. What's the other one? (laughs) Everybody's making their own coquito at home. So I know you, you, people are going to want to get together and hang out and, you know, do all the Christmas stuff. So get the booster shot because people are still getting COVID even as they're vaccinated. Um, I think as of now, the Division of Student Affairs reports that at Long Beach, California State Long Beach, 97% of students um, have already been vaccinated. So that's a good sign. That means that most people are on track and that means that they're um, in that position to get the booster. The booster shot is meant to decrease the spread spread within vulnerable communities, which is why one of the students that was interviewed, Andrew Garcia, said um, as a communications major, he really, really wants to get this vaccine. He says we're all people of science in his family, and we believe in the model that we would rather have some protection than none at all. 
Um, and yeah, so always take those extra measures, um, do your part, you know, in, in just taking care of your health and, and your safety as well as everyone around you. And I think that that could happen at festivals and at school and anywhere that you really um, are this, this holiday season. So, right. Get your booster y'all. Yes. Get your vitamins, drink water, <laughs> stay hydrated. Triple up y'all. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um so how about we get into these stories y'all into these memorable ye- these stories of, of 2021 that captured our hearts and our and our feelings um i'm gonna go ahead and set it off how about that um i'm gonna set it off uh, so i interviewed a very very dear friend of mine johnny this this semester he's a 25 24 year old non-binary queer uh, from LA and he shared his story about um, growing up Catholic you know and how that was a little difficult because they're very conservative and how um, coming out was not really something that they really wanted to experience at all and they kind of tried to look the other way and pretend that it wasn't happening but you know he was very outspoken and he said no I'm here and this is my life and I hope you love me and they do and so it was a very beautiful story. I loved reporting on this type of kind of context because it kind of gives us like a little tiny preview of someone's life. You know, you get to know someone on like a very deep level. It was awesome that he was willing to share his story. Um, so that was one story that really impacted me. I'm very proud of. He was super happy with what uh, I wrote and he shared it with everyone. And that always makes me happy when like people, you know, read our stuff and then they share it with their friends. I think that's always like super fun to bring more people into the Daily 49er News uh, area. And I think, yeah, that was that was such a great story. Um, and then my second one was, um, Aziza, you actually talked about this, was the Long Beach um residents gathering at Harbor Light Landing to pick up trash that had flowed from like the LA River and it was like a bunch of garbage this just happened a few weeks ago Um, but you know this is again like a story that I think is like one of those where we see people from a, a, a very small community get together and do an impactful thing and they just wanted to pick up the garbage that was you know, around their neighborhood. And it wasn't their fault that it was there. They just decided to take action. And I think like, this is the stories that, you know, really um, motivate readers. And it gets you kind of thinking like, what can I do in my neighborhood? You know, what can I do in my area? Or is there something in my neighborhood that maybe can be fixed and that I can fix? Um, So, you know, just another example of uh, great reporting by Daily 49er. Um, so who wants to take a stab at it? Who who wants to who wants to go? Ashley, how about you? Um, first I'm gonna piggyback off of the ones that you said because the first one you said about Johnny, the individual that was Catholic that came out, um, that was one that I put because I I loved reading that story. I was raised Catholic, like I had to go to Catholic school. I'm a bi individual, so they really teach you don't be gay <laughs> um and it just is like this weird you know you just want to be yourself but you're like oh my gosh like I literally can't and it's scary and I I love hearing those stories because I know it's extremely hard especially for like like 
it's just so hard to come out because, you know, parents are conservative family and it, it hurts me when like people don't come out because they're like, well, my parents are religious, like any type of religion, you know, that isn't very accepting of the queer community. And I'm just like, ah, no, I hope, I hope one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm so glad that it impacted you and, and it makes me happy again. To, this is what I'm talking about. Like it's these stories that like you can read and you get a window into someone's life, but it it makes you feel also seen like, oh, that that's relatable to me and I can relate to them. And I'm so glad that you were able to relate to his story. Yes, all the way. There are so many great stories that came out. So I wrote down a few. I think I'll just go into like each different section. For news, one of my favorite ones that was written was by uh, the writer Isaiah, and it was about the international students and what they were going through during, you know, the pandemic, like whether it was like when it initially happened and like they were like, do I go back to my country? Do I stay? Like, what am I going to be doing? Um, I think it introduced someone that was actually stuck somewhere for a while and like ended up having to do Zoom class. But you know, the US time is like eight hours ahead. So they're up at like two in the morning and just meeting like different individuals that were international students. And I was like, wow, I thought, I thought Zoom was hard for me. Mm. Now here you are eight hours, three in the morning doing your work. Like what, what was their life like? Like, what was their schedule? Like, what would you eat for breakfast at three in the morning? (laughs) Did you have dinner? Like, like, how do you get ready for class at three in the morning? That's, yeah, that's, that's, insane that's crazy but shout out to yeah these students still getting it done and exactly it makes you think like I'm over here complaining like I'm over here complaining because I have to literally just roll out of bed onto my screen (laughs) and these guys are on a completely different time zone yeah I know it's crazy I already said the arts one that you did. That was one of my favorite. The whole actually special issue for uh, October, I just loved every single story that was in there. One of my favorite opinions from there, um, the October issue was written by Giselle and it was about skate, how skating helped them realize like they were more masculine and like, you know, that transition into it. Cause I related to that as well. I was like, yes, like the wanting to buy baggy clothes and be like, more masculine you know and like getting into that I was like I love this this is a great story (laughs) and then for sports there was a profile written about Joe Hampton and he was in this Netflix series Mm -hmm. which is called Last Chance You and it's about athletes that were like about to get booted or they were like on academic probation or they're just going through stuff and so I got to learn about Joe Hampton's story and like his community college journey and just like how he was on academic probation, he was doing drugs and then he just like got past that and like basketball is life, ball is life now. Ball was life before, but then he was really like, no, ball is life. No, ball is life, <laughs> ball is life. literally yes. saved his life. Yeah, and shout out to uh, to Joe Hampton because he is just doing amazing things on the team really shout outs to the uh, men's basketball team I mean really doing some amazing things making us proud uh yeah that was a great great um I believe it's a documentary series right Ashley yeah yeah I haven't watched it but just reading the article I was like Mm -hmm. I think I already know Joe Hampton Mm -hmm. I don't think I have to watch (laughs) that's awesome yeah and like you said I mean just so many stories this semester that we that I really feel were 
very insightful because we had such a, a unique point of view. We were coming back from pandemic. We were so excited and hopeful and, you know, yet we still had to kind of take a break and then kind of take our time and be patient and stuff. So, but we made it. We made it here. <laughs> what, 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 we made it. <laughs> Anything else, Ashley, that you would like to share with us? Yes, Rain Nation. I would just like to give a gigantic shout out to the video that Rain made um, about the how we were Pepsi campus and now we're a co-campus. I just it was beautifully edited, the B-roll, the voice, and just I learned. I learned. I, learned. I was like, we get how much money <laughs> putting your beverages onto it? And I was like, oh, and also Pepsi owns all these all these beverages like this right is crazy it was an amazing artistically done Ooh. video I mean truly quality done round of applause to our multimedia team yeah, to right. rain for doing big things out here really making us proud of of having such a great uh team of of creatives that just do amazing things I mean honestly I was just like oh my god is this like LA Times or something like am I on the right <laughs> website like what am I watching here because this is like advanced crisp crisp yes. this is some crisp stuff right here <laughs> that's gonna be the, the the word of just that we're gonna close this everything out the crispness maintain the crispness y'all I love it <laughs> All right, Ashley, anything else? Anything else um, that stuck out to you this semester? No, it's it's honestly so hard. I love seeing everything. I love that we had so many different special projects. We did mental health week. We got to do an event. Um, I love how the podcast is different um, than it was last year. Even like the designs, like everything. I just yeah. love how creative the people I hired are my team is I'm always so proud <laughs> I know I agree I mean it I think it's it's definitely a lot to be proud of a lot to be happy about and and be excited about you know because we did some good things and and I think we got a good momentum going a lot of people are pumped and, and inspired and and we have a lot of news to cover it's not over this is a great time to be a journalist student get your hands dirty and get out there and start reporting on stuff because we have a lot of stuff that's happening mm -hmm. um okay Asiza, what you got for us girl any stories that stuck out to you anything you want to talk about <gasps> it seems that Asiza is having technical difficulties you guys hear me but that's okay she will be with us momentarily um, no, yeah, let's let's get into this this podcast, um, you know, for next semester. It should be fun. We're going to be talking a lot about graduation and stuff. You know, there's a lot to look forward to for anyone who's graduating this semester. If you're graduating, shout outs to you because you're getting a head start. Clap, clap, clap for everyone who's graduating um, at the end of the semester. Get it. Get your life started. Get your career started. Get everything started. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> For real, we're gonna start a new year and like be graduated, be done. Like that must feel nice. It must feel so nice, right? To just know that Long Beach is a memory in the background. Mm -hmm. No more schoolwork. <laughs> no more schoolwork. I know no more deadlines. Well, not really. Yeah. Like, the the deadlines of school are different. Yeah. School deadlines are different. I see that you're back. Hi, everybody. 
I'm back. <laughs> she left and she's My, back, 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 back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't understand the assignment at first. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say what I uh, enjoyed from my time as a podcast host here. Okay. I really enjoyed interviewing my friend Melanie Larson about sustainability. She put me on different, you know, practices and ways of seeing uh, environmental issues and how at CSOB we're aiming to be a more sustainable school. So that filled me with some pride, you know, because we're we're right next to the beach. Why wouldn't we try to be the best we can to Mother Nature? Uh, second, uh, I was on the October episode also with Cindy, and I interviewed uh, my friend Joey Nas and Sergio Allen. And in that episode, we talked about their experiences. Joey as a non-binary Mexican-American um, first-generation college student, as well as Allen. And uh, we talked about how Allen didn't experience as much discrimination in terms of like what he identified as because he is gay but he is like straight passing so he talked so he talked about that a little and then Joey talked about how he never really identified or they never really identified uh, as either female or male and how that was um, how that was influenced within the culture he was in you know and how sometimes in Latin American culture it's really it's really hard to be gay because it's like they treat it as a disease. Like they don't even want to talk about this topic, you know? And we talked about that. We talked about uh, first generation college student problems. And then on another episode, I talked to my friend Diana Navarro about spirituality and just super good meditation skills. Um, What else? What else? I talked to my professor James Barrera, again, about mindfulness, constructive rest, you know, paying attention to your body, finding practices to find comfort in when you're, like, stressed like this. Yeah, I had had a great time, y'all. You know, shout out to Aziza. She was locking these interviews down, getting these stories, doing her part, and I love it. I love to see it, and, you know, this is what I'm talking about. This is the podcast family. (laughs) just out here trying to educate everybody and like hear these stories and it's awesome that no but seriously it's awesome that we that we get like these really cool interviews because we are we get to to hear about people that we may not always get to talk to Mm -hmm. and I think that that's what's so cool about journalism is you get to really reach out to people that are not always like in the middle of conversation you know and you can really learn a lot of of important things and open up someone's mind. I agree. I'm really proud of like all the stuff that we've done this semester with the podcast as like a newbie, you know, coming in. Um, it's been really exciting to like have a cool role to fall into and, and hopefully we can keep the energy going for spring 2022 y'all. Cause this is it. 2021 is done. Dunzo. It's the last episode of the semester. Oh my Bye. God. I'm sad. All of a sudden I'm sad y'all. I can't. Don't be sad. You'll be back. I know. I'll see you next semester. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Don't get too comfortable because we'll be back in January and then it'll be a whole other ball game. We're going to have same the sort of same format because I like this format. Shout outs to JT, Jeremy, for um, planning this very dope layout that I think really works out for for us and for our guests. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Um, ladies, anything else that you want to leave our listeners with this evening? Hmm. I think <clears throat> I want to leave them with, if you're listening to this, we want to hear you. We want to hear your story. You must have a story. Everybody has one. And like we said, we get we get the beautiful opportunity to meet so many different people, to learn about lives, to take a look like a small window into your life, into your journey, whatever, you know, you want to talk about. And it's wonderful. So if you feel like I got that story, I got, I got something, I got something I want to share, you know, hit us up. Yes. Daily49.com. That's the email. (laughs) Yeah. And we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter at daily49er. Editors are always willing to open up and talk to readers because that's really where our stories come from you know it's not just us sitting around you know just talking about what we want to talk about because what I want to talk about most of the time is food and nacho Mm. cheese Yum. (laughs) so we need you we need you the listener and the reader to come in and give us ideas and information because that's really who we do this for Mm -hmm. right all right y'all Aziza Thank you for joining me again. Ashley, thank you for joining me. And we look forward to our spring season of Daily 49er podcast. That's all for this week. Head on over to daily49er.com where you can read more of these stories and campus and Long Beach related news and multimedia content like our podcast. Um, Go ahead and follow our Instagram and Twitter at daily49er. Um, thank you, ladies, for joining us. We don't have a guest speaker because this is our last episode, but not for long. We'll see you again next season. Be safe. Get the booster. If you haven't gotten vaccinated and you're in that like 3% or something, just please, please be safe and get vaccinated. <laughs> um, thank you, ladies. Southland is bringing its credit union experience to the Long Beach State campus. As a student of Long Beach State, you are eligible to join with access to our new university student union branch, student loan services, free checking, and free financial educational resources. Visit Beach CU for more information.